Hi, welcome to Telepathic TV. This is Television and Through Watch <coughs> with your third eye, and I'm R. Neville Johnston. And I'm Mary Phelan, and our program is about raising our consciousness. And tonight we're going to talk about finding your connection to spirit. And I thought I would uh, start us off with a little overview of mm -hmm. what we mean by that. And uh, uh, so I got to thinking about all of uh, like my connection to spirit, what that means and what that would mean for everyone. And I realized that for a millennia, <laughs> I don't know, for a long time, we have all felt that God, Allah, Jehovah, whatever we call this deity is some force of authority that sits on a throne and that we are then at the mercy of this being's whims, both good and bad, and, it, and we really don't have any power other than to pray or beg for something not to occur. And then there came the great realization, and for me it happened in uh, late 70s, early 80s, where I read the line, your beliefs create your reality, and it opened a whole new world for me. I realized that, wow, maybe I do have some input into this. Maybe I'm not a victim of whatever this force is, and it was the most empowering thing ever. And so then you trace that further in the timeline when the movie The Secret came out and uh, What the Bleep and those kinds of shows where it started revealing to the masses that this truth, um, I mean, we've been saying it for many years prior to that, but um, this was something that was marketed to the wide audience and everyone really took hold of that. And then it became uh, a lot based on Think and Grow Rich and all that. And so it turned from a deity, a god controlling everything, to now it's all in our hands. First of all, we're not totally aware of the vastness, but yet we are in charge of every thought creating our reality, and it's causing a lot of stress for people. So when I talk about finding your connection to spirit, I feel that we're at the place now to balance it back where we are connected to the co-creative aspect of the universe <clears throat> while still remembering our power over how we think and what we put out there. But when we cut off a connection to a divine source, it's empty, it's dry, and we feel all alone. So it's a, it's a road we all take that's very personal, and no two are identical, and that's why it's impossible and ridiculous for any one person to say your spiritual path is X, Y, or Z. But then when you take responsibility for that, where do you start? What is your connection? And I thought this could be used to open up the dialogue tonight to say, oh. what is mm -hmm. our connection that we know about and where would you like to take it? Well, there is without a doubt a universal consciousness in each and every atom. There is no such thing that is not mm -hmm. universally conscious. Mm -hmm. We human beings have been um, uh, dimmed quite a bit by virtue of being here in what I affectionately refer to as the meat sack, you know, into the uh, physical body. So a daily meditation can begin with, uh, I choose to reach the highest possible consciousness that I can reach and still maintain being in a body, which has opened up a lot for me, anyhow, because of the, you know, what comes after that in the meditation. Um, what we could introduce here as a term to describe what's actually going on would be uh, simply the freedom of free will. 
In other words, everything that happens in your life is your idea. Until you can make peace with that, you will be blaming, you will be attaching to outcome, you will be manipulating, you will be a dozen other things that aren't worth mentioning. But as long as you can avoid taking responsibility for yourself, you're doing a good job, at least according to what we've been taught. A really good way to avoid uh, taking responsibility is guilt. You know, guilt numbs you, guilt keeps you from seeing what's really going on, guilt takes away from your consciousness substantially. Uh, if you see anyone hurting yourself, themselves, which would be hurting you too, but I mean if you see someone hurting themselves, what you know about that person is that they feel terribly guilty about something, and that would be the line of inquiry. You know, not why are you a teenager cutting yourself? What, what do you feel guilty about? And that will turn out to be uh, this the macrocosm of not being connected to God because you're right, that's the fruit of uh, the secret in the shows well, that went on like that. Well, one of the things that you're, you're outlining there too is what is your definition of God or all that is or the divine? And I think that your definition, whether expansive or limited, is going to be a direct reflection on your relationship to your life. Yeah. And so if we look at it as something large and non-judgmental, we'll be less likely to enter into those states of guilt. Because well, um, how much of our self-ridicule, self-guilt, self-judgment, self all those different words, is based on this idea that there is a spiritual being out there that you already start off being messed up and that you somehow have to win favor. Now, this is not to criticize anyone's beliefs because everyone's beliefs are perfect for them. What I am saying is if an old belief is limiting you and causing you to step away from love rather than into its arms, then you may want to look at it again, maybe redefine it. So much of the religion is based on people's minds and their egos and so looking at the, the real message behind it is important. Oh, yeah. Well, at least for me, the, the idea that uh, there is nothing that is not conscious is the way I look yeah, at this. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I think that's very And it's very not good. out to get you, even though we've been it's taught neutral. that from the uh, very beginning. And um, uh, to be pleasing to it is to be bold, and to be contrary to it is... Uh, um, Fortune favors the bold because Tao creates chaos, and if there's one thing we're taught, it's to create chaos, and if there's one thing we're not taught, it's to be bold, to just go, act like you're alive, have fun, um, go forth, be mighty. Well, we're All taught that, there's, stuff, that, so that we that don't have we any can, thinking yeah. involved with being bold, that bold is chaotic, and it's certainly not. No, just the opposite. It's very conscious. Yeah, I was... Um, uh, well, here, go ahead. There was, uh, oh, I wanted to mention that judgment equals slavery, by the way. If you, uh, the in fact only mm -hmm. form of slavery that there is, is judgment. And uh, we are going to change. You do understand that. We are going to evolve. We are going to grow. We are going to become better beings. It, it cannot not happen. It won't go any other way. Uh, so you can begin uh, tagging into the supernal consciousness simply by knowing that everything that happens is on your side. 
something we're taught that that's not possible. No, things are definitely against us here. I'm not paranoid, things are against us. Yeah, relax. <laughs> that's actually funny. So then we've told uh, many times the automobile accident was the only way you were going to get a new car. And it took you 10 years to come to the conclusion. Whereas if you didn't think the way we've been taught to think, you would have been, oh, what was I well, thinking? I could have just gotten a new car. I didn't have to have the accident. Well, it, it's something that, that you're bringing up, um, this was, uh, I think, very pertinent to what you're saying and what we were talking about, is another defining moment in my spiritual growth was when I read the words that the, the universe is neutral mm -hmm. and, and what we see as good and bad is only a judgment placed on it. And that was very liberating because up until then, I, I somehow saw the event and the judgment of the event as all being one thing, like uh, being hit on the hand with the ruler and the pain of that and all that was all one thing titled bad. It wasn't a neutral event, and then my beliefs evaluated it as bad. Maybe the nun evaluated it as good. And okay. it started letting me see that our evaluations or our judgments are very personal and subjective. And that can be very freeing to get out of judgment in your life. Because if you are judging yourself, then you have some yardstick, that externalized yardstick that you are measuring yourself against, that you're failing. But if you knew that you designed the yardstick, then you're going to put it more internally and it'll be more about the beauty of self-discipline. There's something so empowering about that. I feel that it's not really reducing calories that make you lose weight. It's becoming disciplined. This power fulfills us. And it's not discipline in the old definition where you're being punished. It's something where you are gaining mastery over your thoughts and your reality. Well, mastery over our thoughts is a um, forbidden subject. You're not allowed to be <laughs> master of your own thoughts. My God, no. Literally. Yeah, this uh, years ago um, opened the door to see things in trinities instead of... Um, bipolar, you know, the entire thinking is bipolar. Mm -hmm. And uh, there is absolutely no reference to the neutral. There's plus, minus, and neutral. And that describes everything. Uh, at this point, we humans on uh, this planet have not gotten past plus and minus. We have not gotten past any, any bipolar construct. There's very rarely the idea that there's even a trinity involved. And yet there is nothing that happens that is not part of a trinity. And seeing that alone would put you in touch with the higher spirit because there's the two of you, you know, and the spirit you. Well, and it goes on and on. There was quite a bit more there, but go ahead. Something you used to say, I'm, I'm merely reminding you of this, but some, uh, these were things that I think really help people to get it. Not only you would ask how are red and green the same thing, they're both color, but you said one time the positive and negative pole and then the grounding causes the battery to start. I, yeah, I, what was neutral, that? the neutral. The plus and minus have to go to the neutral and then that is the spark of creativity. Yes. Yeah. So, so, so that's a good way of explaining it. Yeah, and what's up from there is going to be entirely up to you as an individual. The creation of your life is something you do. Uh, you can... Um, a vote for the smallest possible noise, the least amount of attention, 
the, um, the safest, is that really a word? That's a joke, that word, safe. The, um, the idea of this being um, uh, trained to be so small and, and, oh, please, that's not what we came here if, to do. If you took a real look at you through um, the eyes of your soul, let's do it that way. If you look at you through the eyes of your soul, your soul's going, oh, you know, we had a lot of things we were going to do with this life, and look, um, why don't you just, you know, quit that job and become who it is you would love to be? Oh, no, I have to hang on to the job because that's where I'm safe. Yeah, right, safe again. Yeah, right, okay, good. Now, the idea of launching you, the idea that your life is in your hands, and at the same time, there is a huge big picture what we don't seem to comprehend readily about the big picture is, and I think you were talking about this earlier, uh, the idea that the universe loves us, everything loves us. There is one and only substance. There is one and only substance. Uh, call in somebody. What is the one and only substance there is? Well. So it's entire. Boy, that was quick. <laughs> uh, hi, caller. What was your name? Hello, caller. What was your name? Did yeah. you change your name? <laughs> Before you got... Hello. Anyhow, what were you saying? Um, uh, I was saying lots of things, but while we're waiting for the call to get uh, initialized again or Yeah, however initiated, that works. No. Uh, okay. Well, one of the things about finding your connection to spirit is step number one, look, look at the history of the global movement of religion of spirituality it's moving in a current that you are part of even though it's unique secondly what is your old definition of god the universe the spiritual deities and what is it now before you can really define where you're going you must know where you are and i'll mm -hmm. pause there while we take the call because we yeah. have it back hi caller what's your name please connie connie hey. what can we do for you Yes, I was wondering if you could interpret a dream for me. Sure. Okay. What's the dream? In segments. Okay. Um, I was sleeping and I could feel uh, someone come behind me and um, like hold me down. I couldn't move or speak. And um, a black shadow just over overcame me. And um, I said a prayer and it just disappeared. Excellent. Mm. So you have figured out to own your power to a degree. As much as I agree with the prayer myself personally, um, you could also banish such nonsense by your own authority. You follow? Yes. Uh -huh. Okay. Now, not that the, the big picture is not there, not saying anything like that, but that we have free will and the freedom in free will has yet to be measured. There's no college course you can take exploring your free will. You know, so it's time for us to uh, become decidedly more powerful than yeah. we've ever allowed ourselves to be before. I, I, I'd like to ask a question. Sure. Was the dream of you being held down or did you experience that? Like in waking or in between? Yeah, I, I felt like I was in between awake and being asleep. Okay, because one of the things that is very uh, common to people who are good 
dream explorers is, or people that are experimenting with out-of-body experiences, astral travel and such, is that they will enter into sleep paralysis. And basically what that means is there is a chemical that gets emitted in the melatonin after you go to sleep, or, or probably before then, that paralyzes you. It literally does. Otherwise, you're dreaming of chasing a dog. You're going to get up and, and run around, and that's what sleepwalking is. Well, people that are really in tune sometimes wake up before their body does, and it can genuinely feel like you're being held down. And that shadowy character could be an aspect of you that's a like a spirit guide actually training you while at the same, you know, to wake up, to, to push yourself past it, to claim your power. But it, it, it also could represent your fears. Like maybe you are developing yourself spiritually and you're at the edges of your belief systems, which are always guarded with a fear. And so I always look at things when I'm afraid that, ah, I'm at the edge of this, I'm getting ready to break through into something else. But I, I really think that you have great dreaming ability. Um, I don't know if, if, how much you are into that or if you have studied that, but um, do you, do, you uh, do a lot of dream work as it is? No, I, I haven't done any. Okay. I think that that would, might be an area of interest to you. You may want to check out some of the shows we've done on dreams. I've done free talks yeah. that... Um, may be Don't up for sale at places, and I have a whole dream series that I taught that you can take online, and I'm going to mm -hmm. be teaching another one. I tell you, that's really the route in, is through your dreams. It really mm -hmm. is. But, but thank you for that, because thank I you. think sometimes we get afraid to really pursue things. Yeah, Connie, thank you very much for yeah. calling. We truly loved your call, and uh, thank you. Call in again later if you'd like, but uh, truly we love people to call in, because it makes the show far more um, dynamic yeah and alive is mm -hmm. uh, yeah because it, it becomes your show there uh, at that moment yes. so um, the idea that creation is what we came here to experience I mean that is a, a one of the many definitions of life is what are you creating with your life and we're trained from the earliest on to act guilty demure and do nothing powerful and then every once in a while somebody doesn't go to class and they become powerful and start to create. And then other people um, can't stand that, so they want to do anything they can possibly do, you know, to, to, because it looks like they're taking my space that I didn't claim. You know, and, and this is all just silly with an X factor. The idea of the connecting to the bigger piece of you um, is not difficult, and I know you know that I'm going to say meditation as a method of doing that, and it does work twice a day at least to go off, and um, uh, maybe I repeated it even in this show, uh, to uh, I choose to reach the highest pinnacle of consciousness I can possibly reach and remain in a body. Go. You know, and, and then you just quiet your mind, and whatever fills in there is called meditation. Mm -hmm. but, but you know, that's such a great place to start, and whether you call it prayer or meditation or quiet time or a break, whatever it is, um, watching TV where you can zone out or going for a long drive, it's so important, because how can we be in touch with that part of us? Um, I kind of see things as, and all we can ever do is share the way we experience things, and you have to forge 
your own territory, your own ground, your own relationship with the divine, because it will be unique to everyone. But I, I really do see it as the universe only being comprised of two things, the part of me that remembers everything and the part of me that has forgotten. And the part of me that remembers everything created the part of me that has forgotten. Mm -hmm. And whether I call that God and me as a human being or if I call that whatever, and it's all about us developing a relationship with the part of us that, that knows everything. And we can't presume to know everything. And earlier we were, you had said the words, we create everything. We're, we're <laughs> choosing it. And yes, that's true to a very large extent. I mean, it is true. But we may not be creating it with just this part that has forgotten. And I think when we attribute all creation to the part of us that has forgotten, we are bypassing the resource of all that is. And we are putting it into a finite category called this human brain. And there are things out there that are perfect for me, that are wonderful, that this brain doesn't have any awareness of, has never experienced it. And the only way to experience new is to become bigger than what we know. And if we think of only what we know, our view of God, our view of ourselves, as being everything, then we'll never know truly anything more than that. So whatever your definition of God or the divine is right now, I would invite you to expand it, make it bigger, take in new ideas, Here's allow a, it to share itself with you by you entering into relationship with it. Well, thoughts along those lines, um, in that we are, uh, our spirit has elected to incarnate as a physical being, and in that physical being, there is usually contained a brain. Now, that brain thinks, and I'm not arguing the point, because arguing is what brains do, and we're stepping slightly above that. If you go back to the original soul, uh, the bigger part of you, that part of you thinks, but it does not think in a brain. And there's a huge difference between the two. So that's why the, in the concept of uh, deciding uh, that you will reach the highest possible pinnacle you can reach while still being incarnate can be exceeded by the idea of getting a hold of the soul's brain, which does exist and does have an agenda and does compute and does make decisions. And the brain down here, unless it's highly trained, is not aware of the brain up there and what's going on up there. And we can say the same thing for the heart, and the heart feels and the brain knows. Other way around, the, <laughs> the brain feels and the heart knows. Yeah, it's tricky. Now, you used to say the brain thinks, the heart feels, or no, the heart feels when the brain thinks it feels, or something, or thinks it knows. Yeah, yeah, the nonsense that we've managed to put ourselves through in this constant permutation. Now, the, you create the reality, okay? Now, let me just do that one so it's very easy to understand. Whatever you think reality is, it becomes that. Okay, the form that everything is in is the form you think it's in. But if you change the way you thought, the form would change. In other words, if I say the floor is approximately flat, that would be a true statement. 
that prior to that true statement, the floor is flat. What, what, what? No, it's approximately flat. Duh! Now you've changed reality. Yeah, okay. So if you can get ahead of this enough to be cognizant to change your reality as though you are surfing, you know, uh, surfing or whatever that is, say you're surfing and you think, oh, I might, wi- oh, I wiped out. And it was just from thinking it. The, the guy who's the successful surfer doesn't stop to think about what if I wipe out because you'll create it. You know, something, so, yeah. something about that, uh, just to pause right there, because sure, the, sure. you're talking about something very substantive. Ooh. A lot of people say, why is it that these things like thinking you're going to fall off the surfboard uh, happen, but then you think about winning a million dollars and that doesn't happen? <laughs> well, it's not just what you think about reality, your beliefs creating reality. That is definitely true, but we are bigger than our belief merely, and we're bigger than a thought, we also feel. And in all the years, many years now, but I've been doing really full-time work on people's emotional bodies for at least Mm -hmm. nine and a half years combined with my intuitive work Mm -hmm. that I've been doing for closer to 20 years, I feel that if we have feelings and, and if you don't trace it back to its source of believing that you are inherently flawed, then you're not going to have an emotion and a thought and a belief intersecting and to manifest you falling off the, the surfboard. If you inherently love yourself and do not judge and see yourself as flawed, then those kinds of thoughts are going to be the ones that are easily manifest because they don't have to fight against a negative belief. However you chop the Snickers bar, it's going to come up peanuts, and those peanuts state that you really have to look at your emotional body, your mental body, and your belief systems. Our thoughts create our beliefs, and our beliefs create our life, but our feelings create our beliefs. And so if you don't go to your feelings to look at those, and they don't have words, that's why emotional work is so vital. You're never really going to make these changes permanently in your life. All you're going to do is arm wrestle them and maybe win sometimes and maybe not. So whatever you're thinking is backed up with feeling. And if you don't feel you're a successful human, then that's going to be the driving force is my point behind that. So anyway, it's stuff we've taught for a long time. We've done consciously creating your life. We've looked into our beliefs. I do tapping with people, emotional mm-hmm. tapping, and mm-hmm. it can really change everything. Write, write the foundation and the whole building straightens. And we have our next caller. Yay! Hi, caller. What's your name, please? Hi, Doug. Oh, okay. Pleased to meet you, Doug. I, we met before. What can we do for you? Hi, yes, I, was, I just had a, a question. If it's true that positive thinking can actually change the outcome of a situation, I mean, I know I've been in, like, stressful situations. And I've had to talk myself, basically, into believing that it was going to be okay. Um, is it true that it actually does help? It yeah, certainly, absolutely. yeah, absolutely sure. does help. Um, as a matter of fact, my chakra affirmation cards and all the stuff we've done with affirmations is very much like that because it will gradually change the belief system. But if you're really talking about permanent change for, for forever, 
you have to also change that subconscious programming. Yeah. And often the affirmations can assist you to do that. So and it that is does true, help though, change the subconscious programming. Just to sum it up, your beliefs do create your reality. That's why I was saying if the floor is only approximately flat, your reality is altered. Because you know it's only approximately flat. It's never exactly flat. Mm-hmm. Unlike the world, which is definitely flat. And your, it was and your emotions and your century. history back yeah. that up, uh, mm-hmm. support that. And yeah. so it either supports your affirmation or it, it goes against it. And mm-hmm. so those times when it goes against the affirmation, it's helpful to look in there and, and, and clear that. It really mm. is. So it's, it's basically your perception on the situation. If, if you believe that you can make a change and make it good, then it can? Yes. Just, it's elementary. It, this is demonstrated all the time. The greats, quote, amongst us, uh, don't think about um, um, the idea of failure. You just don't think of it and it doesn't happen. You, you, the reality you live in is guided by your thought process and emotions and feelings. Yes. And so whatever it is you would desire, you make the decision. In, um, if we think about the idea of prayer, uh, God who knows everything, and that is an older definition of it, uh, because, uh, and it's true too, and then again it's, it has to be understood that there's a place where uh, everything has already happened, so technically you could know anything about the future. This idea that um, you create your reality. Uh, you're in charge of this, and if you would act like it, it will act like you're in charge of it. If you're afraid of it and it's in charge of you, then it'll go that way. Think of God hearing prayers. Uh, Go ahead. I'd just like to say this because it's it's wispy, and and I think it might be helpful to Doug, um, for Doug's question, um, as far as if you look at a, you have a belief that's not funded by an emotional experience, let's say that, that the sky is purple, and you say, I, I would like to overwrite that, I'd like to say the sky is blue, the sky is blue, after a while that overrides that, that thing. <clears throat> so it's very important to think positively. But if your sk- view of the sky being purple was based on you being abandoned by your father and it has a great emotional charge, then that affirmation may cover it up for a time being, it will come out, it will surface because love brings out anything unlike love so that it may be healed. And so all things seek healing, seek union, seek reconciliation. So if you don't look at those and do something about it, you'll have to later anyway. Um, but it's a clean way of getting things to change permanently. Mm-hmm. And I thank you for allowing me to do that. I, I, I was searching for those words earlier. Well, good. Yeah. Um, so I guess bottom line is positive thinking works unless, unless the inner world of your reality is going to resist against that. And then you need a lot of positive thinking and you have to go back and work on those emotional attachments to those beliefs because old emotion can hold on to beliefs for the, its own sake until you clear both. Well, um, fortune favors the bold because doubt creates chaos. So it's a pleading expression as I understand it. So be bold. This is what this is about. This is, um, 
you know, when the, the ultimate narcissist that is a general that has an army meets another ultimate narcissist that has an army and the two armies go to war, the war that wins is the uh, narcissist that loves himself the most, the general that loves himself the most wins the battle. So it, it all, everything that turns out to be uh, made of the substance of love is a very different way to see the world because we're taught that it's made of hardship and name the adjectives that come after that because I have other things to do with my life. But the um, concept that you create this and please to act like it, that's the way I see it as opposed to you know, and if there's some trauma that's chirping in there, you just love the trauma and it goes away because it no longer has a job. The trauma's job is to trip you up until you get to the point Did where... Did Doug? Doug, call oh. back if you had more to say. Yeah, I was going to ask him if he had anything else yeah. left. But well, at, at any rate, call, that's, that is a, a very good thing. And one of, I, I had written an article on the Law of Destruction a while ago, uh, mm -hmm. several of them a little bit different, each one. I think that this idea that, that we create our reality, as we're saying, it's bigger than that. It's bigger. Yes, we create our reality, but the part of us that is more expanded, has a greater awareness, sometimes creates a flow for us that our mind hasn't caught up to yet. And what people tend to do is picture it as something being out of order or that they're not doing a good job manifesting or in any number of these expressions. And a lot of people get very upset that this thing isn't changing for me. I'm not being able to manifest this new job or whatever it is. And I think that sometimes we have to relax and open up to spirit, whatever you see that as and allow this greater awareness to come and descend upon you. And it expands things. And I think the entry point is seeing that everything is a blessing. Everything is love. And yeah. how is this on my side? I have always, I, I, I had such great fortune in having my mother, who was very open-minded, would always say, don't get upset. It happened for a reason. You may never know what that was, but just trust that it was the right thing. And it it really paved the way for me in so mm -hmm. many ways. And so we can all go back. Never well, too late to upset, have that good childhood. Yeah, getting upset is the flag. As soon as you're getting upset, it's time to reevaluate substantially things because you've lost your cool, you've lost your ability to um, steer your own boat in life. You've, as soon as your, um, uh, your ability to shift the way you think is uh, negated, as soon as you're upset. Just, and so there's a huge list, feared, out, worry, guilt, need, greed, um, uh, insecurity, love, etc. All manage to take you clean offline. It's the idea of, um, and all of that can be transmuted. And whatever that transmutation takes you to, we've, we've done this a thousand times on the show, um, fear transmuted is information uh, you know, on and on and on with whatever it is that's numbing you. Um, guilt, really. Oh, yeah. Uh, guilt numbs you really, really well. Uh, Etc. All of these uh, misattributes, uh, these um, derelict thoughts that uh, grab our brain like a football and just run with it, and you're just there spitting and having, no, let's not do that anymore. 
let's agree that it is entirely possible for us to shift our consciousness, because it is. And if you want to argue, that's fine. There are other programs you can be watching, because arguing is one of the things that will keep you from shifting your consciousness. As soon as you take opposition, you are already at a loss. It's true. Yeah. Go with the flow. Flow with the this go. This goes back to 1960-something, some stone hippie on some programs that go with the flow, man, and there's never been a greater philosopher Speaking to have of, existed on our planet. Did I hear correctly that pot was legalized in D.C.? And if it is, could you? Oh, so you can go now to D.C. and go to a pot den? <laughs> pot den of iniquity. Yeah, I can just I don't have to fly out to Colorado now. Yeah, my arms retired somewhere around Ohio. But nonetheless. All right, okay. we're joking now, but, but. No, we're not. My arms were tired somewhere around Ohio. But nonetheless, um, this, the point of our program is to switch our consciousness. Drugs are just a charming idea. The, the Mother Earth loves us and so invented pot for us so that we can see what it's like to experience being in a higher consciousness. But you're soon drug dependent. And that's not the point. The mescalite Indians took mescaline. No. Yes, let me finish my thought. That, uh, <laughs> so the whole tribe took the night off and went to talk to God. And in the morning they came back and everybody compared what their experiences were. That's just fine, but you don't want to be dependent on this. You know, once in a uh, ayahuasca, once in a while. <coughs> yeah, but well, that's true. Uh, a lot of things model things. Um, uh, well, that's, yeah, a, that's, that's a whole other story, which maybe yeah, we'll we do a whole do show, on, show that. on Yeah, I, I just feel that if we drill down and reverse engineer ourselves and get back to points of impact, of influence on our belief systems, that's the key to healing. I've been saying it a while. I know it's not a popular thing. Everyone uh, looks for, some, they, they see self-exploration as a rule, as something negative and horrible and uh, all that, but it is the journey. That is what we're here to do, ultimately, is to develop the relationship with ourself, which is really the relationship with the divine in whatever form we see it as an individual in our own unique way. And yes, I do believe that healing is instantaneous and the injury is a long time coming, even though medical science says that the injury happens in an instant and the healing takes a long time. Any injury we have was a long time in the making. It's a lot of messages that are coded into that and the healing really can be instantaneous. But as a human on our path to enlightenment, we must be willing to see what we are made of. And the human part of us is very much like a computer. Our experiences give us ideas about things. What we're taught as a global religion is fundamentally inside what we see basically as human beings. And I've said this a lot, but I think it's very profound. If you look at the Bible and the word sin, when directly translated yeah. from the Aramaic, it means mistake. So instead of we are all sinners and should be shamed, it's really we are all mistake makers and are forgiven. But why won't we accept that? Because this fear of this 
horribly angry deity that's going to come get us is in the deep social subconscious mind. And until we really address that, we're going to interpret everything either as a resistance to that or a proof of that. And we will continue beating ourselves up. We treat ourselves in our own head and hearts the same way we believe God treats us. And yeah. so until we see God differently, we're not going to really alter that basic program in our head. All of the major religions are based on guilt. It is really actually that it's simple. It's a self-policing system. Yeah, and it's time to set yourself free. It really is. We're not guilty. You We're are not free. Guilty. <laughs> yeah, um, change the word prayer to the word decision. Change, change everything. Or dialogue. Yeah. Uh, definitely dialogue. Let's dialogue with God anytime. You don't have to go anywhere to dialogue with God. It's right here. There's nothing that's not. Just, um, just connect to this stuff. This is what it's about. We came here to become better people. We got mired in the mud around here. We have an uncountable number of foibles, of things that retard us from our development. Stop that. Just take a breath and meditate. Just calm down and ask yourself what you can do to be a better you. What can I do to connect me more succinctly with the upper parts of me and also, by the way, the lower parts of me because otherwise... Very good. Yes, yeah. that's very important. And, in, and by lower, I don't mean just the body, I mean the subconscious and et cetera, The et cetera. emotional body, the, yeah, the, all, yeah. the, all the aspects of us. Right. The old hurt parts of us, the old injured parts, the old And this sets parts. us in such a way that we can make change, we can grow, and we can command, and we can create a planet. This is a beautiful planet. Some time ago, I got wound up in the idea of... Uh, um, planetary keepers, that we, the humans, are supposed to be planetary keepers. I don't know if you knew that. You know, we're supposed to be taking care of this. If somebody litters, you go pick up the litter. You don't give them a dirty look because you're better than they are by picking up the litter. You pick up the litter because this is not what you do here. He either, he, she, or it either does or does not catch on to it from that point. But it's not up to you. It's up to them. So there, litter, pick it up, throw it away. And even landfills are silly. But uh, because everything could be recycled, there's no trash that couldn't be. But we could do such a better job of being planetary stewards. We really could. Just so much better than we do. Again, if we don't love ourselves, yeah. if our view of Creator not loving us rolls downhill to us not loving us, we're certainly not going to love the people in the environment around us. Yeah. It's just, you, got, you, you really have to look inside. And it's a beautiful journey, it really mm -hmm. is. And it's easy. Okay, somebody here, it's quackers. Would you like some cheese and quackers? Yeah, that's good. There's my car, hat wearing duck dangling and the duckette. All righty. So I got... Go on a personal journey of self-discovery. Plan a trip or a shamanic journey. Well, that's very appropriate to our content tonight. There is no greater person that you will get to know than you. It is the door of everything. Yeah. 
new relationship, oh, with an exclamation point, finding your people, opening your heart to new things. Excellent. Wonderful. Yeah, it's always new a relationship with yourself. That's right. Be, yeah. That's a um, good one. Yeah, by the way, they've just come out, thanks Mike, they've just come out with, um, this is probably years down the road, but a solar car is now, and I don't know why this wasn't done when solar paneling was invented, but they've had all kinds of breakthroughs with solar panels. Um, by the way, if you're in the solar panel business, uh, a bird is a solar energy collection device. A bird feather is the ideal solar energy collection device. Because it's hollow. Yeah, because the shaft is hollow and energy goes down the shaft. It's not hollow because the bird wants to be light. It's just like that. And uh, just uh, uh, don't go for another gasoline car. Either get an electric one or go, um, the first person to market a solar car, I'm buying it, period. Hi, caller, what's your name, please? Hi, this is Edith. Edith, hey, Edith. hi, welcome, how are you? Good, I was just calling for a reading from Mary, thank you. Excellent, Be you've most come to happy the right to. place, yes. Yes, particularly because I'm Mary. All right, so interestingly, a card flew out of the deck while I was shuffling, and it was the traveling card, so I don't know if you're planning anything like that. Maybe it was just a card traveling. <laughs> the card was traveling. Wanted to go on a, a road trip with you. Actually, I would love to go on a road trip if anybody's open to that or would love to do something like that. Anyway, uh, intensity is saying that if you fix your point of focus, anything is possible. So if we look at this idea of positive thinking and everything, it helps to focus the point on what you truly wish and highlights what's stopping it. And so I feel like right now, perhaps um, this is saying to write a list or to come up with some kind of focus of things and directions you'd like to take in your life. And then look at what's stopping you. Like let's say you're looking for a new job and to move to Buffalo, New York and to buy blah, uh, a green car or whatever it is. If you write these things down and then look at what are the fears, what are the experiences that are stopping you from creating that. It's very beneficial. It gets it out of your head, therefore you're bigger than it because it's now on a piece of paper. Uh, you always were, but now you know it. Anyway, the suppression is saying that maybe some of your thoughts about what you, uh, your deservability or what you want are maybe holding you back a little. And interestingly, if you get your head in your heart and all these things on the same page, then everything springs into action. So creating harmony with that inner world right now um, on, about mm -hmm. choices and direction, I think, is a good, good thing to do now. So thank yeah. you. Edith, thanks for calling. We love your calls. Absolutely. And uh, do we have, um, yes, hi, caller. What's your name, please? Hi, this is Shalonda. I'm calling for a reading from Mary. And I'll take my um, reading off the air. Oh, thank you. Thank you for calling. Um, I got another sense of a dream with you, with uh, the just now, so um, interesting, um, maybe, if she, oh, for whatever that's worth, pay attention to your dreams. Um, anyway, this is the moment-to-moment -moment card, and what it's saying is, even though it looks like we can pave this road because we're thinking about where we would like to go tomorrow, essentially, the, the actual decisions about things happen in the moment. Decision is an active verb. I remember wrestling with the idea of to take a job or not take it, going back and forth. And there was, uh, you know, they 
I couldn't make a decision, so I, I just said, I'm not going to do it because I can't make a decision. And the moment for me to make the decision when the phone call came, I said yes, and I realized that my mouth will know my answer in that moment. And so I feel like to say that, like whatever's coming up, you, your life will know how to create that for you then, and that there are changes afoot. So if you are in a position where you are making a decision about a direction change, this would say that change is part of things, so don't hold on to things too long, um, because sometimes we can feel isolation, we can feel like we're stuck in it, we can feel like it's uh, hardened around us. Uh, I know if you stay in a job three years, by that time you, you just forget your worth, you know, and it gets scary to go venture out and things like that. So anyway, it looks like it's prompting you to, to make some change in your life and not to be afraid about it and trust that what you would uh, require will be provided. Always. So thank you. Mm-hmm. Hi, caller. What's your name, please? Jennifer. Pardon? Jennifer. Jennifer, Hi. what can we do for you? I just wanted to know if I could get a reading from Mary. Mm-hmm. Sure. Be most happy to. Thank you. Thank you. I'll go ahead and take this offline. Okay. Thank you. Um, the first card I got is the fighting card. We, you know, we've talked of tonight about all the different um, time, uh, the things that we are in conflict in ourselves about and how that reflects in our life. And I feel like what this is saying is that you may have been resisting something for a while and maybe there was a time and a place for that, but now is the time maybe to just see it as not going to be in a position to harm you in any way. So it's okay to just set it down set the resistance down. The aloneness card is saying to value your own company and your own aloneness, and it's not about loneliness. I tell you, our fear of being alone, lonely, will make us sell ourselves out in so many ways. So it's something to really look at. And I think you could use some time just off by yourself. And then we got the patience card, which says everything comes in, its, in divine timing, and you're creating it, and you're creating it in divine time, not necessarily in a, in, a, in a mental idea of a time frame. And so if we look at all of those together, I, I feel like don't resist, don't fight against anything. Things are coming. Be patient. And um, maybe do it for yourself, not so much for the others that may be involved. So thank you. Excellent. And we're doing, yes, hi caller, what's your name please? Hi, this is Marilyn. Marilyn. Hi, guys. Hey. Yes, what can we do for you? Oh, could I get a reading from Mary please? Mm-hmm. Sure, I'd be most happy to, and thank you. We're about to be at Ruby Tuesdays in Fairfax Circle, by the way, if you'd like to come and meet us in person. Yes, we're always open to that. Okay, the first card is We Are the World, and it talks about getting out there, putting yourself out there, finding your own path, your own unique color. We all are the same, yet we're very different, and so don't categorize yourself. Just be who you are as an individual. And it can talk about widening your, um, your arena or your sphere, your circle of friends and um, network in a, in a larger field. Um, maybe even some world travel could be in that. Uh, it, it's also saying slowing down, so it seems to be very contrary things. And what it's saying is maybe part of you really needs to get out there and meet new and do new all the time, but another part is asking just as intently to slow down, relax, rest, let things come to you. 
So it may be a highlighting a, a conflict of that uh, along those lines. And I think both of those things uh, could be addressed. When we get tired, sometimes it's because we we're, have the gas pedal to move forward, but then that part is holding us back. And it could, and this is representing a fear of really putting yourself out there. Like, will if I say these things, if I go and put myself there, where will I be welcome? And it, it's a scary thing, but it's saying have faith because it will work out. Have the courage to do it, to grow past Excellent. the part of you that's trying to hold you. Excellent. Slower. And uh, we have another caller. Hi, caller. What's your name, please? We don't have another caller. So stop existing. Thank you. So this has been a program on the idea of connecting with the much bigger part of you uh, as we are never trained or is it suggested or uh, there always seems to be some hidden agenda if anybody's talking about this. We are talking about uh, being in command of your life, of boldly creating a new you because the um, you that you're working with, nothing personal, could be a little better, could be a lot better. To change who it is you are is why we incarnated. The point of evolution is change. Another word for evolution is adaptation. So the more that you can adapt, the more you evolve. It really is all quite so simple. There isn't anything in the way except the belief system we've been miseducated with on this planet. We are great, we are grand, we can create anything we wish. Go tell all your friends. <laughs> and do mention our program. Uh, it's a beautiful world, let's just act like it. The world's standing by to be unbelievably gorgeous and we dump chemicals and we, we destroy. What is the matter with us? This really has to come to an end. One, two, three, it stops. This is insane, that the arguing that goes on on every level. Stop that. Be at one with yourself and you're at one with everything. It really is actually that simple. Hmm. And it keeps boiling down to you embark on the journey to love and accept yourself unconditionally. All these things will take care of themselves. Mm -hmm. Their selves. Is it their selves or themselves? No That's one is certain. That's one grammatical thing that always, and, and that I they always and mean to go look it up and then I forget. Well, there's them and us and we and they. So either word is distance languaging. So just change. You change you. Or we'll come and change. No, you have to change you. You're the only one who can. And you do that by becoming better, and you do that by becoming aware, and you do that by meditating and studying and uh, experiencing joy in life. Joy will make you and, better. And being present to just listen yeah. to your life as if it were a wise, loving God. Because it is. Because it is. Yeah. And it's talking to you all the time in those things that look like um, negative manifestations or your goal not being manifest are all gifts as well and you have to see the gift within everything. That's a good point. You cannot not be in touch with God. Mm -hmm. It's never been done and it never will be done. Or the universe or whatever yeah, you call and, it. Yeah, and what we've been taught on this planet is an insanity of denial, which I know is in Egypt, but stop that please. That Just come and be well, more aware. What is the big difficulty with that. Yeah. 
Now what was our joy and honor to take you to the door tonight. Please check out Telepathic TV. There are a lot more shows yeah, up there we, that you can watch. We rerun tomorrow morning at 7.30 for those here in the FPA. And Saturday night at 10. And Saturday night 10 at 10. Yeah. In Virginia and all over the country and the world. And we're out on the web. Thank you.